You're listening to the Sleepy Games Podcast. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. <laughs> you think I'm fucking with you? I am not fucking with you. I'm here from downtown. I'm here from Mitch and Murray. And I'm here on a mission of mercy. Hello, hello. We are back with the Sleepy Games podcast. We are your host, James Games and Sleepy John. What's, What's up, Sleepy John? What's happening? Hey. Uh, did you want to? Did you want a response to that, or was that just kind of like a what's? Oh, okay. when I say what's happening, you, you tell me what's happening back. You know? No, you know how like some people they're like, "What's up? What's going on?" And like they don't actually want a response. They're just like, it's just kind of like it's an acknowledgement. It's like, hey, that's what. That's, yeah, that's what I keep going. The responses like you, you kind of you top my what's happening with a like, you know, like what is up, dog, or something like that. You know? Right. Yeah, and then and then like nothing, nothing gets exchanged, but we exchange pleasantries for five minutes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do best. <laughs> All right, shall we get to it? Ah, uh, let's do it. All right. So, um, before we get into the homework, we want to talk about, um, you know, more relevant stuff. And my my first thing is I watched uh, I watched Scream Six, and I think I don't remember like when we talked about like, we talked about like our least favorite genres and mine being horror movies. Right. Uh, I, I forget if I mentioned how how Sp- Scream is my favorite franchise, as far as the horror franchise goes. Or, I mean, horror genre. I, I don't think you have mentioned that now. Okay. Yeah. So I, I, I can see why. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I love the meta humor. Cause yes. It's, exactly. It's, it's, it's yeah. not. It's not like straight horror movie where it's all scary the whole time. They line up with some with some com- comic relief. Yeah. Which is greatly appreciated for me. And I think I think Scream is the only franchise that where every movie is okay-ish to like great or like but like, like Scream is my favorite horror movie of all time, and then I think the second one is just like a small step below the first one. I think the second one's great. If we if we talk about sequels, I will put Scream Two as far as best sequels. Um, I, I ha- I've only seen the the first one actually of all of those. So ooh, okay. Yeah. W- w- when we go into more horror movies, I'll make sure I have that homework for you. It'd be good uh, for like the month of Halloween or something, I guess. Definitely, yes. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I could go into so many stories about that because I, I used to dress up as a ghost face for Halloween when I was a kid. Never watched the movie Scream, but you know <laughs> that was a Halloween costume I had. I don't even remember like why my parents got that for me. I, mean, I think it's because every other kid had a fucking uh, scream costume <laughs> like during yeah. that time. It was such a good, yeah. My mask glowed in the dark. Oh, I thought it was hot shit, man. It was awesome. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but um, so so I yeah I think every movie's at least like okayish to you know to really good, and and the sixth one is no different. The so this one has uh, Jenna Ortega, uh, but she was also in the fifth one. So the the fifth one that kind of what they call it a requel. I think that's what they call it. And, uh, you know, rebooting the franchise with a whole new cast. So the fifth one came out last year. That was pretty good on its own. But I thought the sixth one was even better. And they actually changed locations, I think, which is rare for the Scream franchise. I think, I think the only other time was Scream 3 when they went to uh, Hollywood. But um, this one, they, it was in New York. 
and they really utilize the city well as far as like the horror set pieces go and like you know incorporating the subway incorporating the high rises um incorporating hmm. the park and everything it, it, and i guess like, like the type of people new yorkers are as well like you know, you know some new yorkers were like really getting your face about some shit and some others would just you know let it slide they won't even help you <laughs> right <laughs> it's like oh all right well i guess you're on your own sorry What's great about the screen movies is they they keep you guessing. A lot of times it's hard for me to figure out like who the killer is. I will say in the fifth one, I did figure it out. And then there was a line of dialogue in the sixth one where I was just like, why would he say that? You know? It's gave like, it away. Yeah, I feel like uh... at that moment, I feel like, did you just give it away? And then like they got to the end of the movie, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was it. <laughs> Yeah, I, I get what you mean. That's uh But but at the same time, I, just because I figure out who the killer is, it doesn't. I don't think it takes away from like how good the movie. Like, because there's so many factors in this movie that that makes it great. Um, it really stands out on its own as far as the other screen movies go. It's amazing. Like we're at the sixth film, and it's still going strong. But yeah, so recommendation: New Scream Six. Give it a watch. Even if you're, even if you're like you don't like horror, I still feel like you'll still like it. Okay, but do you do you need to see the other ones to see the sixth one? I will say you just need to see the fifth one. Right. But um, yeah. So did, did you watch anything this week? I didn't actually, other than uh, other than the homework you gave me. Yeah. Uh, so th there was one thing I I caught wind of a sequel that's getting made that is just making me kind of confused oh so you got some uh, movie news for us okay yeah 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 so i'm trying to do something maybe a little bit different i guess because i maybe i shit the bed maybe i should watch more stuff or something like that but let's uh, go let's hear it uh, you have you seen the original uh sylvester stallone greatness movie cliffhanger i have not you've never seen cliffhanger <laughs> no it's, it's funny I, I never watched cliffhanger but i did watch a um i, I watched this youtube channel called space ice and they kind of do like a, almost like an honest trailer in a way of like the entire movie. Okay. And um, so I did watch that because I figured I'm like, when am I going to watch Cliffhanger? I'll just watch this. Mm. It'll, be like, it'll be like a funny synopsis of what's happening during the whole film. And you know, and the, and the cut in certain, certain ways, I'm like, wait, is this part of the movie? And they're like, they just put like their own little spiel in here to like, <laughs> just make I, this video funnier. I'd have to give that a watch, I guess. I I'll save the that. link for that. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, yeah, you Space should. Ice, uh, Space Ice. Space Ice. Okay. Yeah, that's the name of the channel. Uh, but anyway. Sounds good. Uh, well, I mean, part of the reason I like it is because it's got, uh, it has John Lithgow as the bad guy. Yes. And I think he plays a phenomenal bad guy. And it's also got Michael Rooker, who's Love a, Michael a Rooker. Bunch of, yep. Yeah. And like anything he's in, in my mind, is uh, is gold. So uh, it, it is a great movie, in, in my mind, anyways, in terms of like, you know, just kind of 90s action movies. And I'm making a sequel, which if you've seen the first one, <laughs> don't really understand how you'd make a sequel now remind me what happens again at the end of cliffhanger well cliffhanger. The, the gist of the whole movie is he's uh i think he's like a mountain climber rescue ranger type guy so like he obviously works in wilderness people get trapped he goes out and rescues them right like search and rescue like that's Sylvester Stallone's character and he goes to try to i guess save uh, some people whose plane crashed, but they're actually trying to read their, their criminals and they're actually trying to find their money because mm. they've actually lost their money. Yep, I remember that. Uh, yeah, and then that's basically the gist of the movie. And then obviously, action movie 
ensues based on that. And that's what I'm saying is like it's it's not a movie that I don't I don't understand that you can make a and make a sequel about it. That he's like, could he find himself in the same situation twice? And I mean, like, and when that happens, I'm like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah, so it sounds so, like the, the, let us make the same movie again, and just like, well, maybe, and, and Stallone's coming back for it, right? So I don't know, like it's, and he typically doesn't make bad sequels, I guess. Like in fairness to him, like I, I did enjoy most of the Rocky movies. I've liked a lot of the Rambo movies. I don't know if they benefited from a bunch of sequels. Is he a little I mean, too old to be hanging off cliffs? I think he was too old to be doing a lot of things 20 years ago. The guy, the guy, the guy just wants to keep going, man. Like, and then good on him. Like, I, I don't know. I wonder if Tom Cruise is inspiring in these actors. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, it's if you look at Stallone and like stuff like The Expendables, like he, he's committed to his craft. Like he yeah. always, you know, and I, he doesn't really seem to have lost energy or anything. You know what I mean? Like he seems completely committed to what he's doing. So. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it might end up being an absolutely phenomenal movie. Who knows? I just, I, I, I just, I, you know, you know me in sequels. It's not that I hate sequels necessarily. It's just that I'd say probably nine times out of ten, it it kind of makes the first movie worse. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes it's better, but a lot of times just money grabbing, and then you kind of cheapen the original in my mind. So. Yeah. So I, I guess that's back to back weeks we, where we uh, got news for for, uh, for for sequels of very old movies because last week we talked about dodgeball that's right yeah and, well uh, cliffhanger is no, even yeah it's even older but yeah that's uh yeah yeah so we got well, we'll definitely have some uh homework i guess coming as as these movies come out i suppose so definitely yeah but i'm looking forward to it good or I, bad, I am, be I'll, fun. <laughs> I'll definitely i'll do a back-to-back cliffhanger thing because it maybe I shouldn't rewatch it. I don't know. I mean, the last time I, re- I watched that movie, I was pretty young, so maybe it's a terrible movie. I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, I mean, sometimes it, you rewatch it, something, it, and you're like, "What?" It, it, I- it looked like a good. T- it looked like a good time uh, when I was watching the Space Ice uh, video for it. I was just yeah, like, oh, this actually looks kind of better than I thought. because like with John Lithgow, like I, I, I've loved him. That's that's the thing. He the he makes it, if he wasn't in that movie, I I don't think that it would have been anywhere near as good. He he does a phenomenal job, and mm. I, I think it's one of those things where he was underutilized as a bad guy. I think, especially I think earlier on in his career. Because oh, he for did sure. uh, he did stuff like Third Rock from the Sun, which yep. was a actually a pretty good TV show. Really enjoyed that one, but it, and and it's just amazing to see that guy's range. I thought like he was he, the be- he was the best bad guy in Dexter. I didn't get that far into the show, so 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 the yeah. last se- so the last good season of Dexter was his. Oh, okay, A- after that season was done, um, yeah, that's when it went downhill. I get it. Anyways, enough of a tangent we've gone on there. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, recommendations. <laughs> Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? Uh, I want to go first. Okay, sounds good. I, I, I was very excited about this one. Um, so so just, th- just before we start, uh, last week we didn't exactly give you a recommendation, but uh, we ended up talking about the theme of this episode, So, uh, and that's where this recommendation came from. So Yeah, sorry, Seth. Yeah. Suck it. Yeah, <laughs> I know he's gonna hear this. That's why. <laughs> um, so my homework uh, this week was to watch Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, a movie from 1992, which 
I'm surprised I've never seen this movie. I, I, I've seen I've seen a clip from this film where it's Alec Baldwin, you know, like the always be closing scene. And I, I'm actually a real estate agent, and you know, knowing that you know they're in the real estate industry and everything, where he's going through this very, I mean, like that. I've watched that scene on YouTube a few times, and I never saw. I never actually watched the film, so. Now, where I have the context of the entire film with that scene, mm. well, I, I, well, right off the bat, I think this movie is fantastic. I was getting a, uh, I don't know why I was getting this like feeling when I was watching it. I was getting a real like Twelve Angry Men vibe from the, from the movie, which I love because because like you're, you're only in so many, you're only in a few actual locations. Well, and well, I just want to say, like, that scene with Alec Baldwin, I did not know that's the only scene he's in in the entire movie. Right. But he, he won, like, he won an Oscar or something for it, or he was nominated yeah. or something, I no, think, right? No, so I looked it up, he was not nominated. He wasn't? No, because if he was, I I, I guarantee it had, it had something to do with the amount of time he was in the movie. They right. probably oh, said, I, I, I thought he did get nominated for one. No, I, I, okay. I looked it up. He didn't. So the only nomination for for an Oscar was Al Pacino. In that movie? In that movie, yes. Not 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 saying he didn't do a good job. It's just I I don't think that he was the the thing that stuck out to me in the movie. So, I guess so. Hmm. I I actually thought as far as standouts go in the movie, my favorites. I would say I loved. Alec Baldwin so much in that scene, and there's a reason why people keep coming back to it. He's, <laughs> he's literally so commanding, and you can't take your eyes off him. And he's like, you just hang on every word, and you're still like, you're kind of scared at the same time. You're like, whoa, right. you, know, you know, and you, you, you're feeling for everybody else in the room. It's like, goddamn. I actually, I really liked Jack Lemon. I loved his character because he, you kind of felt sorry for him, and then when you get more into the film it's like wait this guy's kind of like a scumbag you know or like yeah mm. uh, which i didn't expect and so the the whole plot as far as like stealing the leads from the office that alec baldwin leaves to kevin spacey's character first of all the cast is amazing too i mean al pacino jack lemon alec baldwin kevin spacey alan arkin ed harris and fucking jonathan price come on yeah oh yeah it's it's pretty stacked for sure yeah and they're all at the top of their game oh um, yeah yeah and, you, and this this might be like one of kevin spacey's first roles because i didn't really know him more into the mid 90s when he came out with uh you know seven and usual suspects yeah it's a bit of a the movie's a bit of a hidden gem for sure because yes. i i had never even heard of it until because i you know, if you if you've ever worked in sales or anything for any amount of time, somebody will mention uh, the Alec Baldwin speech, right? And you'll be like, "What? What are you talking about?" And then you go in, and you're like, "Well, that's weird." And then you watch, and then I watch the whole movie, right? So mm -hmm. I was like, "Huh." So the the reason why I brought up the like Twelve Angry Men. Sorry, what what is Twelve Angry Men? I'm not I'm not familiar with. Oh, this. okay. So Twelve Angry Men is. Um, it was a movie from the 50s, I believe. It starred Henry Fonda. And it's literally, you have 12 jurors, you know, like debating the case. Like, is this guy guilty? Okay. Is, he, is yeah. he innocent? And the yeah. whole film, you're just in the room with these 12 guys. And they're, and they're given their stances as far as like why they think he's guilty. But, but the whole thing with them is like, you know, one person says, 
well, thinks he's not guilty. Everyone else thinks he's guilty. Right. And then he slowly starts to convert everyone else to say that he's not guilty. You'd be surprised how tense that movie gets from just being in one fucking room the whole time. Is it similar to the uh, the movie uh, Runaway Jury? <sighs> no, That's John, John it's not. Cusack, I think. It's not, it's no? Not, no, okay. no, not really. Okay. I, I, the only thing similar is like, you know, the jurors. I think. Right. So okay. No, I just really, want to know. It's a very different kind of movie. Okay. Um, I want to talk about my favorite scene. I, obviously, Alabama, that scene's great, but there's... The scene, the, the best scene, which I consider the climax of this of the movie, is when Jonathan Price comes into the office and and Al Pacino is, uh, that's his client, and he he made him sign he had him sign a deal the I think it was the day before a couple of days before where it was like a huge transaction where he was gonna get like six thousand dollars or something from this deal, yeah. and and Jonathan Price is saying. He, he wants to back out of the deal and he knows he has time to do that. But the, the way the scene is constructed and I love the camera work they do, they, they let certain things, certain scenes linger where, you know, you just have these fucking amazing actors just act, you know, no no cuts here, no cuts there. We feel like, oh, they probably filmed this scene and they spliced this with this one. So right. you have that scene going on and then you have Al Pacino telling Jack Lemmon to like pretend that he's actually a client for him. So he's like, oh, I'm too busy to talk to you, so you can't back out of the deal. Like, I'm just going to say, oh, if the check clears within this number of days, you can't back out. You know, he was trying, right. to, he was trying to finagle it away where he, he can't, he can't, you know, get out of the deal. So yeah. while, while this is going on, you have the, the detective with Kevin Spacey and I forget, I, forget, I forget if Alan Arkin was there too, but they're in that office and because they just had the break in this morning. So you have that going on at the same time as this. And then you see the officer like, like yelling at, at Al Pacino and Al Pacino's like just trying to tell him to shut the fuck up like while he's dealing with the customer. He's like, stop giving in my space. And like, I'm getting like so freaking tense this whole time. Like, what's happening? What's happening? And at this time, I don't know who robbed the place yet. They did a good job of like, like right. Like you yeah. think you think you know who did it, but yeah. it's actually somebody else. And so you think that Al Pacino is going to get off the hook and then the, the deal's still going to go through and Jonathan Price can't get out of it. Mm. You have Kevin Spacey come in and he fucks it up. Like he's, He says that the, the check Oh, the yeah, yeah, and he fucking loses it all and, on yeah, him. Yeah, Al Pacino flips his yeah. shit on Kevin Spacey yeah. and Kevin Spacey just takes it. Yeah. He, he like knows he was in the wrong. He's like, yeah, yeah. I can handle that better. But, yeah. but, but, but then from there, it leads to the scene where Kevin Spacey figures out that Jack Lemmon's character was, was the one who actually robbed the place. And right. the way they go the back and forth, he's like, you know, how desperate he gets. Like, no, please don't turn me in. I'll give you like this cut, this cut. And Kevin yeah. Spacey's just like, fuck you. I'm yeah. He closes and slams the door on him and everything. And he just, you know, you, you can tell that he's still a little delusional. Mm-hmm. Like saying, oh, maybe he won't say anything. You know, maybe I just like keep doing my own thing. Like it'll just be slept under the rug. But no, it was brilliant because that scene lasted a while. And you're just in this one room the whole time, and it was just so fascinating to see these actors just because you know it felt like it felt like kind of like a stage play when when you only have yes, so many did, locations, yeah. kind of like uh, kind of like Reservoir Dogs or something where yeah. there's not a lot of of various uh, scenes or anything like that. It's just taking place really in the one spot. Right. I'm so glad you recommended this movie to me. 
Um, I, I have been doing nothing but singing its praises and I'll I... be recommending this to many of other people, especially people in real estate. I mean, it, it, it's, it's not as, I thought it was to be more real estate focused. I didn't realize it was really about just like the kind of the robbery oh. that happens in the office. You know? Man, the, the amount of times too, when I like just in, in the industry and like, I, I even, I make this joke to the, to the woman too, cause she's, she's, she's also in, in real estate and I'm just mm -hmm. like, co coffee's for closers. Yeah, you know? when, he's, when he's like, when Alec Bala was like, put that coffee down. <laughs> I know like, and he was, man, he was his prime at that point. Like, cause he was telling all these people who were older than him, you know, he seemed like they would have like seniority, but like, no, he's, yeah. this, he's this young guy who knows his shit. And I, I always, I always love the line too, where, where he said he, I think he, he yells at uh, Ed Harris's character saying like, I rode in a fucking like BMW and this is why you rode in a fucking Hyundai or whatever. I'm yeah. like, oh, <laughs> well, the, the thing with like Alex Baldwin's uh, part uh, is what I remember reading about this, like back, this is before I saw the movie. And um, basically, I guess what they were saying is that like, he, it was never, his character was never intended to be delivered in that manner. Like he he changed almost the dynamic of the movie with the way that he went in there and and delivered it. Yeah, because it, it was almost supposed to be like satirical, like you know what I mean. But people really embodied that. Like a lot of mm -hmm. salespeople like live by that value yep. of it, right? So, and and it was never. I guess the 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 writing was never intended to be like that. So, mm -hmm. I, I think I think that's enough for me as far as this movie goes. Like I, I I'm so glad you recommended this and Okay, that's enough. All right. <laughs> so... uh, wait, let's get to your homework. My homework. What is uh, your homework you, again? You guys gave me uh, Ratatouille. Yeah, we did. Because yeah, we if, did. if I remember correctly, uh you really liked it and uh Seth, our guest from last week, uh he, he does not like it. Yeah, so, so it sounds like it was like in Seth's bottom five for Pixar and for me it's in my top five. Right. I I mean, is there really that many Pixar movies? I think like there's like 20. Okay. Oh, okay. So yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I, I guess that's a fair bit. So uh I uh, cuz I'd never seen the movie, so I was supposed to kind of be the tiebreaker. I remember one of the I guess complaints Seth had was about the food inspector and how the guy's just trying to do his job, and then, no, they, you know... No, they, no, his criticism was uh, that there was no villain. There's no villain. And, I, and that's why I said, I'm like, no, the owner was obviously the villain, because he's trying to take down, uh, oh, the, what's his name? Yeah, the, the owner is 100%. He even tries that's to what kidnap... I said. The, he, he tries to kidnap the rat, so he'll cook for him. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's definitely the bad guy. <laughs> trying to kidnap a rat, dude. Like, you need to... He kept trying to put him on uh, blast, you know. He, kept, he, he, he wanted to show that he was a phony. I got that. Okay, yeah, because yeah, I I think I remember Seth saying that like the food inspector, like he was just trying to do his job when when he comes in. I mean, it is. Like, I I kind of agreed. Like there, there's a couple scenes where, uh, I, especially if you have uh, like a fear of rats, I think some of those things would be terrifying. Hmm. If if this was like a live action thing, when like the rats kind of surround the car near the in, the in one of the last scenes <laughs> it's there. like a horror scene or, or or yeah or when they're falling down out of the <laughs> ceiling or i mean really when when the entire rat cooking cuisine thing when the, when it's just rats in the kitchen like even when animated i was watching that i was like that's 
it's it's upsetting my stomach a little. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I was like, I mean, yeah, they're kind of cute, but they're rats. <laughs> yeah, you say you probably, you, probably you, you see all the like delicious food. There's a the way they portray animated food. It does look very delicious. But mm. then at the same time, you see the rats, and like you kind of lose your appetite when you realize the rats are right next to this food and eating it and thinking it's very delicious. Yeah. I'm conflicted. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but I mean, all in all, uh, it was I, I, I really it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Uh, I don't know how I would rank it against all the Pixar movies. I don't even know if I've really seen all the Pixar movies. Uh, it is good. It's cute. Like it's. Uh, Definitely a good, like, you know, kind of family-friendly movie. Mm-hmm. The thing that stuck out to me about the movie, and it actually uh, it ties into today's theme, which we're talking about kind of like these, uh, these kind of bit parts or cameos or whatever that kind of overshadow the rest of the movie because it's it's so well done. Uh, and in Ratatouille, uh, there is somebody that has a pretty small role. Uh, I don't know if you're familiar with who the critic was in that one, mm-hmm. the, uh, the the food critic. That's Peter Peter O'Toole. It is, is the voice Peter actor. O'Toole correct? And uh, it's phenomenal. Like his mm-hmm. speech is is quite good. That monologue, and, yeah. Uh, well, and actually, I have it. Yeah. I have it here because I'm I'm gonna read oh. the, the 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 first little bit of it because it is kind of relevant to I guess in many ways what we're doing on this podcast too. But it's I just a quick snippet here. But he says, uh, in many ways, the work of a critic is easy. We risk very little yet enjoy a position over those who offer up their work and their selves to our judgment. We thrive on negative criticism, which is fun to write and to read. But the bitter truth we critics must face is that in the grand scheme of things, the average piece of junk is probably more meaningful than our criticism designating it so. And obviously, when Peter O'Toole is... Uh, Reading it, I mean, yeah, it's, it's a, more profound, right? Yeah, but absolutely. Like the, but that the words are like it's it's pretty pretty well written thing, and, and it is true, right? Like it's easy to go in there, crap on something, and people will probably want to read it because it is fun to read. <laughs> but <laughs> it makes a great but, point. It, it, it's amazing you get this from a freaking kids movie. Well, and that's just it, and it, it is true about like critics in general. And I mean, I guess I don't really consider myself a movie critic, even within you know the realm of this podcast like mm-hmm. I, I just kind of think like i'm just talking about movies like i it in, in my mind if i bring it on the show like if i talk about it it's probably worth watching even if i shit all over it i mean like it's just my opinion like it, I, it was worth mentioning you know what i mean like mm-hmm. it's i would never tell somebody just like oh it's a shitty movie it's like well go make your own opinion right like but uh yeah that was the part that stood out to me for uh, ratatouille uh, it is a bit part, and it really at the end there, like it really kind of brought the movie in together for me because he seems like he's just going to be a complete kind of jackass, but he obviously has a lot of self awareness about what a critic is, right? And then you know, and he, I think he really completes the movie and makes it more, yeah, more memorable, I guess, right? Mm-hmm. I, I'm not going to say it wasn't good anyways, but he's kind of like the the cherry on top kind of kind of deal and i think that that's kind of the theme of today's episode is the cherry on top because alec baldwin's speech in the glengarry again was it is uh cherry on top for that movie it's not to say that the movie's not great but he just makes it that much better right so i love the comparison you had with that with with, with, with piero O'Toole and alec baldwin now because now i'm really thinking it over and it's 
Yeah, I can. It's such a huge parallel. We did not mean for that to happen. <laughs> it, uh, it it always just comes together like magic, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are you talking about? We we spent years writing this stuff, man. Like, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. that's how much energy and it's effort. All this. Yeah. <laughs> like Ratatouille is still top five, and a lot of it is to do with Peter O'Toole's, Peter O'Toole's character. And that scene when he has the ratatouille at the end of the movie, where he, yep. he just, um, where once he takes that first bite, he's transported right back to his childhood, right back to where, you know, yeah. how, how mama used to make it, you know? I, the thing I liked about that, too, now that you mention it, too, like, I like the fact that there was zero foreshadowing for that. He just no. takes a bite, and then there's that flashback, and then you're like, my oh, heart man, sunk. Like, I yeah, like, like, I, it hit me so hard when I, it, I was like, "Whoa!" <laughs> because I think everyone has a dish like that, right? That it mm. and it it would have made it a lot worse had they foreshadowed that ahead of time. Been like they worked him in with he's got that you know when he was a kid, right? Ahead right. Of, ahead of the time when he takes his first bite, and then you're expecting that. I wasn't expecting that at all. I was like, "Wow, <laughs> this is pretty cool, actually." Yeah. So it's I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, whenever I think of Ratatouille, that's a scene that I mean. Both scenes, like with, with his name's Igor. Was that his name, Igor? Uh, e Ego, I think. Ego. Anton Ego. Ego. Yeah. Yes. A Anton Ego, I think it was what it was. But don't put yeah. me on that. I'm I'm not good with character names sometimes. Those are the huge standout scenes, but you know. Yeah. But as far as you know, the the relationship with Remy the Rat and uh, what's what's the chef's name? I couldn't even tell you, man. I forget. <laughs> <laughs> Well, their whole dynamic, I I, I loved, and it, it, I think it was a good choice not to have a talking rat with the humans. You know, right? I, I yeah. like it. the conversations were only you know rat to rat, He's human nodding, to human. yeah, yeah, was, at best, but, yeah, yeah. And then they, they just had the they spoke so much by not saying anything. Yeah, and that, that that's how they built. That's how the relationship really grew, and it was nice to see. As far as the animation. I, I think it's one of the most gorgeous Pixar movies to date still. And the way they shot France, or Paris, my God. they Yeah, they did do a good job with that. Uh, especially the night, the night sky was really nice. Mm -hmm. When they had those shots in there, for sure. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I can't... I mean, even though you might not have the appetite with all the rats, but... Some of that food just looks. Sick. Oh no! Don't get me wrong, on that. I'll, I'll eat anything. And if 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 a rat straight up cooked me a meal and like was serving it to me, I'd be like, "Well, I, I mean, he made me the meal. I'm not gonna not eat it. That'd be rude." Yeah. Well, I I did like to whenever they showed him in the kitchen, like they show him like wash his little hands, and it's like, oh, okay, now he washed his hands. This is okay. But that that's the thing. Like he washed his hands. His whole crew of people, they didn't see a scene where they were all they're all prepping. They're just they're just rats. They've had no formal training at right. all they've right. never been in the kitchen i don't i don't think they should have been cooking that that feast myself but well at least it, it did show them like like <laughs> it was in like that little washing dishwasher sort of thing that they like shot like down and then shot back up and all the soap was everything was on them uh, oh maybe i guess i guess they want us to suspend our disbelief in the way it's like okay because remy's directing them they're they know what to do. I don't know. You know. No, I, 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 I'm just being. I'm just being a dumbass. I know. Like, I mean, it, yeah, it's a movie about a fucking is. rat that cooks. For crying out loud. I mean, uh, you kind of do have to suspend your disbelief a little bit. So. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But you believe it. They made you believe it. 
Um, yeah, so I, I think that's good f- for uh, Ratatouille now. I mean, I, I could talk about this movie to death because I do adore it. And I think Seth is absolutely wrong. But I, I, you know, I, I do think Seth only watched it once. I think that's what he said. Maybe he watched it when he was younger. I feel like he would have a new appreciation for it now if he watched it again. Possibly. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I, that's one of those things where sometimes a second watch through, especially long, like many, much time after you've seen it the first time, sometimes it gives you fresh perspective. So. That's right. Yeah. Um, so you want to get into the theme for today? You Let's ready? Let's get into the theme. Let's, Let's do, it, do it. Let's do it. So uh, we, were, we were saying, well, you, actually, I feel like you take it from here. You kind of brought this up. Okay, well, yeah. So You hold the wheel, baby. You got this. Yeah, the, the long and the short of it is uh, I'm just talking about like just kind of bit parts, small parts or cameos that kind of enhance or sometimes even overshadow the rest of the movie because they're that phenomenal, both in their dialogue and their delivery. Uh, and one of the ones that I want to start off with, um, I'm, I'm sure you've seen the movie. Have you seen the movie Wolf of Wall Street? I have seen Wolf of Wall Street. And do you know where I'm going to go with this? Because I feel like you probably should. Oh, you're, gonna, you're talking about Matthew McConaughey. I am talking about Matthew McConaughey, <laughs> yeah. It took me a second for some reason. I was like, wait. Yeah. <laughs> you, if you watch Wolf of Wall Street, like you'll notice that his, like the main character, like Leonardo DiCaprio's character, like that's when he has his arc, basically. Like he goes from... He, he changes like his personality changes after spending just very little amount of time with Matthew McConaughey, and like that sets the stage for the rest of the movie. Right, the, the like, whole time, like, that's what he's striving to be like. Exactly, mm-hmm. and and without that even being there, like the movie would have really fallen short. And I, I don't think it would be anywhere near as memorable or good, I guess, without him being in that in in, in that role. And he's he's really only there for. The maximum amount of five minutes in I think it's two maybe three scenes if I'm not mistaken yeah I think it's it's only when they introduce or they meet each other then they're at yeah. the restaurant and yeah. then and then and the then when, crashes yeah exactly mm-hmm. exactly so and and and, and then you you kind of want to see him again but then you like you don't and then that's the uh and then basically Leonardo DiCaprio spends the rest of the movie basically turning into him yes so uh and, which is and why we don't need to see him anymore because that's, well, that's I, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So I, you basically just seeing those guys be acting the same together. <laughs> you know, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be as it wouldn't be as fun. Yeah, and I, I'm not one to. I don't, I don't usually have these little uh, fun facts or whatever. But when he's beating his chest, yes. I guess that 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 was never written into that. That's something that it Matthew McConaughey just does. He 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 does that to psych himself up, and then they work that into the dialogue for that for that scene. So uh, I, I I thought that was kind of. I guess interesting because of how again memorable it, it comes from that movie, right? So that would be, I guess, my first pick for I guess bit part that overshadows the rest of the movie, and I think in this case it, it definitely uh, does. Okay, and, and I'm glad we're we're, we're cla- clarifying the bit part because I, I like I do have some cameos on here that are you know less than a minute, which that's like cameo cameos. Yeah, that's fine. As, yeah, totally so, fine. Yeah, and then yeah. And with and with Matthew, and with these bit parts, like you know that that you know it's coming, like you know they're in the movie, like they're credited, like they're in the trailer. Right. Yeah. You know, I th- there's a bit role for me 
where it was not advertised, but I feel like he had more, much more screen time than Matthew McConaughey's character in Wolf of Wall Street. So the one uh, I'm choosing for my first is uh, is Tom Cruise in Tropic Thunder. Oh, oh, that yeah, you're right. Which which is funny because now now I'm thinking of the cameos too, where Matthew McConaughey is a cameo in that as well. Yeah. Right. <laughs> he's actually really good at that too. Yeah. Well, I, I think for Tropic Thunder, like it, if anything, Tom Cruise is too good at that. Like it, it suits him too well. Like it, it, it he should have done more roles like that. Like I would have loved to have seen more of that. <laughs> yeah. like, well, I didn't know Tom Cruise had it in him, like doing all this. Mm. You know, I, I've never really seen him. Uh, and he. And they make him like balding, and I think he's a little chubby, if I if I, if I remember correctly too. And he just ah, he he rocks that, like knocks it right out of the park. It is probably one of my favorite roles with him in it, possibly even my favorite role with Tom Cruise. Yeah, he can make an argument for that for sure. Yeah, it, it, it's funny for how much he lost himself in the role. I mean, you know, almost unrecognizable for for us movie buffs. Like, I feel like we kind of knew that was Tom Cruise. But probably so many like just regular folk probably saw the movie, see the character, and probably didn't even know it was Tom Cruise the whole time. It's quite possible, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, until they can reach the credits where it says Tom Cruise, it's like, wait, right. Tom Cruise is in this? What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he's a, he's a pretty memorable looking dude, but yeah, I, I, yes. I, I see what you're saying for sure. Like it's uh, that that whole movie though, from front to back, is. Uh, quite quite epic but you, yes, you're, you're correct like it it does add the cherry on top for for what it is for sure definitely a good choice for uh bit parts and cameos yes uh, for tom right. cruise and everything there so all right on you what's next well next for me i know we've talked about it before but it it, it stands out so much to me uh marky mark in the departed uh, I still Ooh. think that that is his like best role and his his lines, man. And he's just like when one when, when the one guy's like quoting, I don't remember who the hell he was quoting. I think he said like like Hawthorne or, or something like that. Yes. And, it, and, it, and then Marky Marks is like, what's the matter? You don't know any Shakespeare? Yep. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I, do. I love that line too. He, he does sell that well. Because that that's always been something that's kind of bothered me about like some highbrow type movies is somebody in the movie is always quoting some some sort of like obscure like person. I was like, people don't really talk like that. Like, they don't. And if they You're did, right. I, then that's exactly my response. So, like it would be Marky Mark's response. It's like, why? <laughs> yeah, I guess as far as bit parts go, because he was. As far as the lesser, the what the main four, yeah, he's not on the, very much, right? And then he, but he, he, but he every owes time, like every every oh yeah, like every he's in. when he when he goes in and it's like uh, I think it's Alec Baldwin again because yes. he's the and then he, he and comes in, he's in just, there, yeah, yeah, and, and he's just like he's just like I I like to I treat I I forget what he's talking. He's like I, I treat you guys like I like like I treat mushrooms like I feed them shit and keep them in the dark. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh god and, and that's what i mean like everything he says is just these fucking clever clever lines like one mm -hmm. after the other he and sell, he, he sells it very well yeah and he's he's in the movie very little but like he is I, I i honestly think that 
the part where Leonardo DiCaprio's thinking about joining their crew. Like he he's the one that pushes them. You know what I mean? Because like he just keeps pushing his buttons the whole time. And uh, without him being there, I feel like the movie wouldn't have taken place without mm. his character being there. So, uh, but yeah, that's uh, my second pick for that one. And I know we've talked about The Departed a bit more, so maybe yes. we don't need to go into it too, too deep. No, we don't. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, we talked about for the remakes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So what's your, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is another comedic role. Uh, another one where I feel like he, he has owned, or he owns every scene he's in and going into it, we knew he was going to be in this movie. I feel like he was advertised to be in this and that's uh, Neil Patrick Harris and Harold and Kumar. Okay, yeah, yeah. Because he's, yes. he's in all three of those, I think. He is too. in all three, yeah. yeah. It was that great of a bit part that he had to be in all of them, you know? Right. And and what, what was great about this is definitely... Well, so there's another one on this list who's actually a little bit similar. Yeah. As far as the type of role. And, you know, at, that, at this time, like, you know, people saw Neil Patrick Harris as Doogie Howser. Or, like... You know, when he was in other movies like Starship Troopers, like never like this scumbag, you know, like right. Hollywood just banging anything, you know, just coked up on or it's on whatever drug. <laughs> and th- that was probably so refreshing to see at that time. And then from there, that's when he did How I Met Your Mother, where the, that, that role probably came much easier for him because he's basically a much more, uh, I guess, watered down version of that. <laughs> So when he's introduced in the film, he's literally a hitchhiker and he just jumps in the car with Harold and Kumar. And similar to, to Marky Mark and Depart, like every line he says is just gold. And he did the way he delivers it is just <laughs> so funny. Right. I, I, I just I wanted them to hang out more with his character. And I, I think that's what's great about these bit parts, too, because they always they leave you wanting more or like leaving you wanting. It's like, oh, is yeah. that character going to come back? I want to I want to see what, like, what they're going to do next. Mm-hmm. And thankfully for his character, they actually did bring him back at the end of the movie. <laughs> and and I was well, they, they brought him back for two sequels. Yeah, they brought him two sequels. Okay, as far as the movie on its own, the movie on its own, like the, bringing him back. And then you know, I, I always love the line where they ask him, like, "Oh, where are you gonna go? Like, where, where are you gonna go, Neil?" He just he just he looks up. He just says, "Wherever God takes me." And he puts his shades back on, and that's deep. Out, <laughs> it's, it's deep. So... <laughs> oh, that's definitely one of my favorite bit parts. And I like it. Yeah. So yeah, I, I'm definitely I'm st- I'm staying in the, the comedic side of things. I'm noticing. Uh well, actually, I've got to my my last two would probably fall into comedies too. So uh, I got one. Uh, I'm assuming you've seen Horrible Bosses. Yes. Motherfucker Jones. That dude oh, is Jimmy a Fox. fucking gym. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when he's telling the story about where he got his name from. And you're like, it It, it just gets worse and worse because he's talking about his like mom being there. Right. And, yeah. <laughs> and he just like takes her money. <laughs> Oh my god! Yeah, I remember watching that scene. I was like, "Where is he going oh. with this? They're not gonna do what I think they're gonna do." 
It he he I I honestly think he's the only actor who could have pulled off that role like he did, <laughs> and he steals the entire show, and uh, he steals the sequel too. So I, I I did actually enjoy the sequel to that one too. Not that Dominic I forget everything about work. the sequel. Uh, well, he's he's got a bigger part in it, which is probably why I liked it. And okay. then there's one scene where I really liked because you know how like in in action movies. They'll, they'll take a car and they'll drive it through like the gate the gate will just fly open and then they just keep driving right like mm. as though like you, that's how gates and this one like i don't know if you remember but he, like he drives through the gate but does it just kind of starts tearing with it and then he's just like taking the gate with him and the whole fence in his car and he's just i forget what he's drinking or whatever but he's just he's very nonchalant about the whole thing even though there's just constant chaos going on all over the place and then in the end he he buys like an ice cream joint or something like that Man, I really forgot about the you sequel got, to this. You gotta watch the sequel. It's, it's, I enjoyed it for, I remember for Chris a sequel. Pines in it. That's like what I remember. Chris Oh, that's right. Yeah, because yeah, he, he screws them over or something like that. But Yeah, because no, he's, like, he's like the big wig or like the owner of some company or something. Yeah, yeah. Because they, yeah, they, I find that the sequel, it, it's still stuck. It wasn't, it wasn't a comedy sequel that I thought uh, didn't work. Mm. I thought that it, it did. I don't think it needs a third one. Uh, but I, I did enjoy the second one, kind of like Twenty Two Jump Street. Uh, I think it worked. So, yeah, and, and I think those the sequel with that one was pretty similar as far as like making it like I think it was like two or three years after the first one. I mean, yeah, it was one after the other pretty quickly for sure. So, what's uh, what's your should we should we wrap up with like couple couple each and then that's it or what? Uh, yeah. So I don't think I have any more bit part ones. The, the the ones I have I'm thinking of now are like cameo like actual cameos. Oh, that's fine. That my last one is 100% cameo. That's probably a minute long. Can't can't even be longer than that. I don't think. So I kind of want to. Okay, is, is, would you consider that your favorite cameo? Which one? The one you're you're gonna say? Don't uh, don't tell me. Don't I don't want to know yet. Okay, sounds good. Is it your favorite though? You don't want me to tell you if it's my favorite? Or you don't want me to tell me what it is? Dude, I'm asking you, is it your favorite? Just don't no, tell me what I, it is. I, I don't even think, like, it's one of those things with cameos and stuff that you forget about them until you watch the movie. You're like, oh, fuck, like, I forgot that he's in this. It's like, this this is the reason I like the movie so much. So I, I don't know that I could turn around and uh, tell you my favorite. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this one coming up because it's so... It's just completely out of left field it makes absolutely zero sense but it works in the movie and and the the, the actor again is the one that sells it so like so well <laughs> uh i want to hear what yours is i want to go first i want to go first okay sounds good man um uh, so i consider now i'm like like questioning myself as far as favorites go okay there's there's three that I consider like the best or like my faves but there's no order because i can't i can't do that in my head right now the first I want to bring up is, um, I think for me is the most quotable cameo. Okay. And that's it's Will Ferrell in Wedding Crashers. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And yeah. I remember not knowing. Well, I, I feel like at that time, <laughs> ma, ma, the meatloaf. <laughs> Fuck. Dude, I used to I used to quote like that his lines and that all the time, probably too much. Yeah, like I was always, always go with my friends. Like I would never know what she's doing. I don't. Like, what is she doing back there? <laughs> 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 Especially when, when, when like 
you know, he just crashed a funeral. And he's literally telling the story of how he picked up this girl from a funeral to say, like, like, he's making fun of how how his, her boyfriend died in a hang gliding yeah. accident. He's like, Mom, <laughs> take a good picture. Oh, I'm dead. <laughs> what a loser. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's the part for me. He's like, what a loser. <laughs> he's like kicking the table while he's doing it. Like, like everything oh that he God. did was his gold. <laughs> yeah and, yeah and, and that's like that's that's upper echelon top cameo because when i'm wearing what i love wedding crashers as a whole in the film but i'm always looking forward to when will fail comes up i'm like i know the scene's coming i know the scene's coming i can't wait i can't wait and yeah and then he was another one where you kind of want a little bit more out of him and then you know mm. they, they let him pop up at the end again but um i think they actually said that they're making a sequel to this one I don't. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's the reaction a lot of people have. I'm sure. Yeah, I. I well, I mean, you, you know me in sequels. I already talked about it this episode, crying yeah. out loud. So yeah, I know. Let's not harp on that. Yeah. Okay. So now you said you had three. So what's the number two cameo then? So my number about? two favorite is, yep. and I, I think it's because I think for the type of actor in this movie. I did not see coming um, like a mile away. Like it, it, it's happened. I, I still I couldn't even fathom like, how do you get this guy to be in this? You know, I, I consider to be like a more of a, you know, a dramatic a- actor who's, you know, usually in the award winning type movies. Yeah. Um, and, and that's Matt Damon in Eurotrip. Oh, Scotty doesn't know. Scotty doesn't know. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He yeah. played like this, like punk rocker, lead singer of this band, and your shaved head, tattoos. You know, probably got, I think has some piercings or whatever. And it's a very catchy song. It is a very catchy like, song. Very catchy. And I feel bad for all the Scotties out there when that song came out. Yeah, yeah, that 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 that'd probably be kind of rough. Yeah, I, actually, I had a I had a roommate in college where his name was Scotty. I remember even in the dorms, people were singing that. And he was not happy. I'll like, bet. So, cause you know, the, yeah. the, especially if you hear that song and you know it's about a you know girl cheating on you. Like what? Well, anytime you make a song and has a name in it, you are good or bad. You you kind of you're kind of putting a curse on those people for a few years at the very least. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like uh, what was the uh, what's that song in the I want to say late '90s, early 2000s? It's about buddy or the girl's mom or something like that. Oh, Miss Jackson? No, that's that's a different song, I think. Oh. But ah, oh, what the fuck song? Ah, uh, it, it's it's not gonna come to me. I know it's not. Stacy's uh, mom. Stacy's mom. That's the yeah. one. Yes, yes. Yeah, and I imagine if your name was Stacy at at that time and you were in high school, yeah, you would have you would have hated <laughs> hated that song. <laughs> okay, number yeah. three or number one, I should say. Is the- this number one or number three? Well, it's number three, but there's no order, like I said. Oh, uh, okay. Pleasant okay. reminder for everybody. Sounds good. Okay. okay. Um, and that one is it's Bill Murray in Zombieland. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, where, that where was, he, he uh, very unexpected, actually. Yeah. When I, when I watched that movie, I, I did not. I didn't know he was in it at all. Like, you really I, you I did saw it. that in theaters. I didn't know. No, he. I, I don't. A lot of times, I don't really watch trailers or anything because I find that, especially as time has gone on. Oh, he, trailers, he's on the trailer. 
okay. Yeah, yeah so... There's definitely a cameo. But, but yeah. I, I feel like because I, I'm always big into reading movie news or, like, mm, or like certain yeah. castings, they're like, oh, this guy was on set, you know, or whatever. But um, I do remember having a... or I, I think I knew his cameo was coming, but then at the same time, like, it lived up to the hype. Like, it exceeded my expectations. Especially with, with what, what what he did for, like, in the role and how they tragically ended the character <laughs> uh yeah yeah no he which he, didn't he, expect that at all i was, I was hoping he's gonna be part of the rest of the journey i mean i should have known better <laughs> <laughs> no i think as soon as i saw him i i, I didn't think he was he, was gonna, I, he wasn't gonna i, I think I, I knew I, it was like i was like oh <laughs> yeah no i was uh yeah that's a that's, that's definitely a good pick uh, I actually, speaking of that, is the sequel any good? I haven't seen it. The sequels, it's not, I mean, it's not as good as the first one. Uh, okay. It's definitely, um, I, I would say, a big step in quality, mm. but but still, like, watchable. You know, like, uh, it's, I, I definitely don't remember a lot of it. Maybe and I won't. Maybe I'm, I won't I'm, I'm going over in my head right now, and just, I'm thinking, what? What happened in the movie? <laughs> gotcha. Oh, I, I, actually, I remember they had like some kind of valley girl, kind of like as like another love interest to pit them to pit uh, Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone's character against oh, each other. Oh, okay. So they kind of shoehorn that mm, in. Yeah, that's but, a that's kind of kind of some cheap writing, I think. Yeah, sometimes. yeah, yeah, yeah. Doing Stuff like that. Yeah, but it's the reason like, like nobody talks about that sequel for like. Why? Well, I, I, yeah. I keep seeing it, and I was like, ah, should I watch it? And I'm like, eh, I don't know. So. Maybe yeah. I won't. And I feel so. like that movie kind of came out. I feel like they, they, even though it was less than ten years, I still feel like they waited too long to make. I, that's in going back to the whole comedy thing. I think you're right. They they waited too long for the sequel, and uh, and I think that yeah, you, you, I think you you have you're onto something there with your length of time sequels, particularly with comedies. Absolutely. Before I wrap up with mine, uh, I want to say talk about my favorite line from Bill Murray. Okay. And that's when, when they ask, I think, actually, I don't think it's done to me. I think it's like, he's, he's the post credit scene and he's, and they ask him, Bill, do you have any regrets? And he thought about it. He thinks about everything. He's just like Garfield. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was dead. I, I think it's so funny when an actor, you know, talks shit about their own movies. I think it's so funny. <laughs> I'm retrospect that, that, that. Look, looking at things in retrospect, right? Right, just exactly. Like, ah, uh, yeah. may, maybe I just did this one for the paycheck. Maybe. <laughs> well, I think sometimes, too, if you read a script, you might have a different idea of what it looks like in your head, and then you watch the movie afterwards, you're like, huh. <laughs> well, it, it, it's probably true, because I'm sure they t told Bill, it's like, all right, we just need you to do these lines. This is what the cat's going to look like. It's going to look great, you know, against all the actual actors with the CGI cat. He's like, yeah. he's like, oh, you sold me. Like, with technology now, it's probably going to look incredible. Exactly. Like, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're a far cry from, like, you know, who framed Roger Rabbit kind of deal, right? right. In terms of the technology. And then it's like. That's not what they said, too. It's like, oh, it's going to be like, who framed Roger Rabbit? Oh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Another cult classic kind of deal. No dice. Uh, I think those are my top three cameos. So, and I'm very happy with my choices. Uh, pat yourself on the back again, then. They're good choices. Done. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so the last one, it's pretty random, and I don't I don't even know why it popped into my head when we were talking about this this theme. 
I, I'm, I'm going to ask you, you probably do know who he is, but I imagine a lot of listeners probably don't. Do you know Tom Jane, Thomas Jane? Thomas Jane, yeah. He was in yeah, the, the actor. He, he played yeah, he Punisher. Was in the Punisher. He was in Deep Blue right. Sea. Right. And he's he, in Hung. He, oh, yeah, right. And he's also <laughs> in that The Expanse uh, sci fi space okay. TV show or whatever, I think. Uh, I haven't watched, I've watched some of it. It's not bad, but. So, anyway, it's Tom Jane. So, because he what is. He is uh, so, the cameo he's in. And I don't, I don't know if you've seen the movie. <gasps> wait, 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 wait. It's coming to me. It's oh, coming shit. To you, me. Oh, you. I have a hard time believing you'd actually know what I'm talking about. Is it, is it, is it Scott Pilgrim? <laughs> oh, damn, it is. Yes. <laughs> it just came to me like that. I'm like, wait a minute. I know. <laughs> oh, my God. I, uh, I didn't think you'd get that one, so uh, yeah, I, I, I wasn't trying to go obscure or anything. But yeah, he's, probably, like, he's, probably, he's like the vegan police or something, was it? He is the vegan police. <laughs> he's like, that's, it's milk and eggs, bitch. <laughs> oh my god. He slayed me in that that scene, like, I, because oh. I, I was just not expecting it at all. And, like, the whole scene, you're just like, what the fuck is going on? Like... <laughs> uh and 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 actually going with the kind of sleepy games theme like it is a, a movie that if you like video games i have a hard time believing you won't enjoy scott pilgrim versus the world uh that that that's my last kind of little cameo uh I did i'm so glad you like it, it's funny because i know the other actor who's with him the other cop or the vegan police i i just don't know his name I, I don't even remember who it is, but yeah, there's there's two of them. It's just yeah. that yeah, Tom Jane's obviously the one that kind of stands out. Right. And this was pretty pretty soon after the Punisher came out. Like I think within like five, six years or something like that. So uh he's still pretty jacked and stuff, right? So I I don't know. Like, it was just it was a pretty good scene. I I'm thinking more of I, I, it's all come back to me with this scene. And I think they're even running off together and they're just like yeah they give each other like a high oh five. yeah and they, they like yeah they they like they they, they fist pumpers because they're so happy with like <laughs> and it's like and it that's they love like, their jobs oh my god yeah it's uh it even if 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 for nothing else just watch that scene you don't even need to know what the movie's about the scene is it's it's epic kind of like uh alec baldwin and uh glengarry glenn ross it's you don't need to even watch the movie to enjoy that scene. Oh, and I, and I think, <laughs> 100% agree. And I, I think that that really is the the the, the kind of the, the thing that we're going after in this episode is like, if, if you can just enjoy that scene without even watching the movie or having any context about it, I think it really kind of speaks volumes about, you know, the, the, the work put into the dialogue and the acting. So anyways, moving on to recommendations, everything for next week and the theme as well. Uh, yes. Do you want to take that away for us? Yeah. So we want to go back into the animation style or side of things. And we and we want to go into more of the adult animation. So there's a lot of TV shows, maybe some movies, probably more on the TV show side, where we'll probably talk about a few and give us some recommendations. But there's one show... I feel is very underrated that not enough people have watched and I and I feel it's very similar to to Rick and Morty and I feel if you like Rick and Morty you will like the show because I, I, it, it's same style of humor I mean the voice acting is great it, it, go, it doesn't go into uh, 
multiverse stuff, but it just goes into, you know, deep exploration into space. And it is in the future, if I recall as well. Yeah, many years in the future. Yeah. But it's a very cool concept. And what I, I what I feel like we mostly like for the show is the characters. They're, they develop great characters in the show, which, you know, you don't usually get in adult animation. Usually characters are pretty one note and they don't really mm -hmm. grow, you know? What we want to do for our homework is we're gonna we're gonna pick our favorite episode from that show, give that a rewatch, and then dive into the entire show. From there, we'll go into other adult animation favorites, and and go from there. Was there anything else you want to add? No, that's pretty much it, man. Excited for uh, next week. There, always a pleasure to talk to you about all this stuff. It's always always a good time. Sleepy John, the pleasure is out here, my man. Oh, every every week, man, you pull up my heartstrings, <laughs> and I'm I'm pretty dead inside too. So I know you are. Yeah, <laughs> I'm the one that is bringing the life back out of you, huh? <laughs> well, maybe me, maybe maybe your girlfriend. I'm sure she helps to some extent. Yeah, exactly. That's uh. <laughs> but what's most important? You said is he, that, and that's yeah. what I was thinking, right? I'm just like, well, <laughs> is, she, is, she, is she back yet? Is she back? Yeah, is she? <laughs> uh, I think she. I, I, she might be preoccupied with something. I don't oh, know. Okay, I okay, yeah. she hears me this time. So all right, all right. make sure you keep yeah. it down. Okay. Yeah, we, we, she, she's gonna listen to this later, and she'll be like, "Oh my god, they were talking about me again." <laughs> We're not dropping any names, so okay, we're okay. She's 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 safe for now. Anyways, you do you got anything else, or is that uh... that's that's all I got? I, yeah. I, I'm I'm excited for next week's show because I feel like we have talked a bit. Um, we we've gone the last bunch of weeks strictly movies, strictly just everything about film. So it's nice going back into a little bit of the TV and animation side of things. Yeah, you, you change it up, right? Yeah. You gotta, you gotta keep people on their toes. Exactly. Our, ourselves included. Yes, yes. Okay. <laughs> so we're excited about that, but uh, always a pleasure with you, Sleepy John. And um, yeah, we'll get ready for next week. Sounds good, man. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. <laughs>